You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. We're going to come around to the Word of God and what a powerful testimony, Tim, that you just brought to us, the church, to encourage us and that God wants to see transformational power be extended in the opportunity through the power of invitation to those around us. Well, this morning, it's an invitation to a changed life. The Word of God that we're coming around, when you accept, when you receive the invitation to Jesus, what you're accepting is a changed life to be transformed by God's love. And this is the story in the Gospels of the lost coin. And Jesus gave them another parable in Luke 15, 8. He says, Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, you can be sure she'll call her friends and neighbours, celebrate with me. I have found my lost coin. Count on it. You can count on it, Jesus says. This is the kind of celebration that God's angels have and throw every time one lost stole turns to God. And for many people today, what has been become lost is real truth. There's so much information in our society today. I think for many people, what has become lost in our lives is knowing what is real truth today. How do I search for the truth? And what fascinates me is how people search for it. The lengths that many people go to in their search for truth to what has been lost in so many people's lives. Truth to what is my purpose? Truth to who am I really? But when seeking the truth, we need to ask one critical question. When seeking the truth, we need to know who is the real source of truth behind what I'm hearing. We have the Oracle Delphi, the historical story. It says in ancient Greece, when anyone from soldiers, politicians, farmers, from the lowliest peasant, to the emperor himself, when needed to find truth on life's most important questions, they all consulted the oracle in their search for truth. And this is how it worked. You would bring her a question and you would get on your knees and she would go into a trance for a couple of days and then eventually she would come out of it giving you her predictions as your answer. And people were eager to inquire for what was lost to be found by her predictions of truth. And what looked like predictions, unbeknownst to them, the real source of truth was underneath the foundations of where the oracle sat. Recent geological research has shown that the temple of Apollo, where the most famous oracle sat, was actually built over two earthquake faults. And these faults would release these chemical fuels from underneath the earth's crust And the oracle literally sat above these faults inhaling enormous amounts of ethylene gas. And that's what made her babble and hallucinate and go into this trance-like state. The truth to her interpretations was hidden. And so her interpretations were made through a mixture of many authorities that came from the temple guides standing around her. When seeking the truth, church, You and I need to know who is the real source to my truth. 
When seeking truth, we need to know who the guide is, where they are leading us and the foundation they are fixed upon. 1 Corinthians 4, 5 says, Therefore judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. The danger to seeking truth is not knowing the authority that controls its truth. In Africa, in Zandiland of southern Sudan, the people also believe in settling matters through an oracle. Hunters failed to catch wild pigs, so they consult an oracle to find out why they failed. A man's first wife is sick, so the husband, Banda, consults the oracle to see if she will live. And this is their traditional cultural belief system, but it's not their only belief system because they also believe in Christianity. They believe in God, they go to church, they worship on Sundays, but when trouble comes, when loss is felt, When lack of insight fails, they quickly abandon God in their trouble, turning back to what they know, oracles for daily issues. They don't have the confidence that Christianity can solve daily problems. So they go back to their old practices. But what does it present? The failure for opportunity in discovering God's truth in the daily issues of your life. Jesus said, with man, it may be impossible, but with God, all things are possible to those who believe in Him. Unless we search, how will we ever know what God can do? Many of us may want a quick fix, but the process is what builds your daily relationship with God that will in turn teach you to separate your culture from your Christ. It is possible to embrace Christianity and forsake all other gods, but still bring your cultural belief system with you. When pressure comes, old traditions manifest in decisions. You can be a new creature, but we can still have an old culture. How much of your old culture is still lingering on you today? Shaping your values, shaping your choices. How much of your reasoning is where you came from. And what does this look like in the context of our life today? So what is it that we can do? God says we can increase our trust, our faith in Him so that it may become solid. Paul says it like this in Ephesians 1.18. That's why when I heard of the solid trust you have in Jesus and your outpouring of love to all the followers of Jesus, I couldn't stop thanking God for you. Every time I prayed, I think of you and give thanks. But I do more than thank. I ask, I ask the God of our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing Him personally. Your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what it is that He's calling you to do. Grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy and boundless strength. So how can we search for what seems lost? You know, this year, I don't know if it's after COVID or what everybody's been going through the last two years, but I've experienced such intense bombardment in my mind. 
bombardment that will last through the night, bombardment that will last for several days, but it's bombardment to my mind. And what I couldn't find was peace of mind. And in these moments, we can be so overwhelmed that we can be excused from the process of searching for truth. I would rather the quick fix and the comfort in these overwhelming moments of bombardment. But I know just like the lady who lost the coin, I have to turn on the light in the room to activate God's words, His sight into my problems because I don't want the power that comes darkness to speak to me its truth. And there are two things that are critical to me. Number one, I want to know that the source of my truth is my God. John 8.32 says, if you stick with this, living out what I tell you, you are my disciples for sure. Then you will experience for yourselves the truth and the truth shall set you free. And number two, light breaks the darkness. John 8.12 says, Jesus once again addressed them. I am the world's light. No one who follows me stumbles around in the darkness. I provide plenty of light to live in. So with all this bombardment to my mind, I made the decision to embrace the uncomfortable. When you turn on the lamp, you shine God's light into the situation. And my process, I asked God, God, what is the truth? Your word said that with man, it is impossible, but with God, you said all things were possible to those who believe in you. So I know there is a cure for my bombardment that I'm feeling in my mind. Time went on, but I kept searching, kept embracing the uncomfortable. And then my God answered. He gave me the cure to my trouble. And what was his answer? Naomi, listen to my word. Listen to my word over and over and over again. It will become like a healing balm to the bombardment of your mind. And in the beginning, every time the bombardment would come, I would apply his cure and it would set my bombardment free. Then the attack started to come stronger. Notice how that happens when you start enforcing the victory against the enemy. He starts to come stronger. The attacks came stronger, so I got in front of it and implied the cure even when it wasn't there because His truth sets you free, but His truth brings you life. And when you get attached to His life, you just get hungry for more. He makes us a part of the process. Why? So we can shine His truth for others who are desperately searching for what too feels lost in their life. You see what the enemy means for harm. God means for good, but it doesn't just stand there. It's for the salvation of others. It's to shine your light of victory to those around you who are experiencing the same type of things, but you have the answer of victory. So church today, may we learn the process of how to embrace the uncomfortable. May we learn the process of how to pivot continuously towards His cure that brings His healing. So for the lady who lost the coin, by activating the light, she searched for it determinately. She embraced the uncomfortable. You see, an Eastern home where she lived, it would have no windows except for one small slit in the room. So the lighting of a lamp was necessary for a close search, even in the daytime. Her floor was beaten earth covered with dry reeds and stones with cracks. 
it was like looking for a needle in a haystack. So she lights a lamp, but then she picks up her broom and she sweeps her house, searching carefully to try and find what is so precious to her that she has lost. To sweep was to loosen what was crowding from seeing clearly what was hiding. She searched for it determinedly. She embraced the uncomfortable. She learned to pivot continually towards the cure. Apathy was not her option as one silver coin was the value of a day's wages and the loss would affect the function of her whole day. But God would say to us today, church, that loss is not the portion that He has for our lives. If Jesus is saying that God looks for us when we are lost in the same way the lady is looking for the lost coin. It shows how much God cares for us and loves us to the length, care and detail and process God goes to find His children. And for myself, I turn the light on to search clearly for what only God could do for me. With God, we swept out the bombardment with His cure and I found what was lost, His peace. Peace of mind that's like a garrison to my mind. Peace that gives me victory. Peace that knocks out the confusion. Peace of mind because God knows how to heal His people. But I didn't know how to do this all the time. But I didn't always know how to do this. Many years ago, somebody had to come and help me find what was lost in my life. Somebody had to come and help me sweep what was cluttering my heart so I could find God's salvation. And this is my testimony. I had experienced Jesus as a child when I was eight. I'd grown up in church my whole life and I certainly knew about God, but I didn't know Him. And one thing I always said to God as a teenager, I will never raise my hands in worship to you just because somebody tells me to. I said to him, God, I will never, ever be a hypocrite to you. When I raise my hands to you, it's because I mean it. And when I worship you, I will worship you in truth. So now I found myself in a youth group as a 17-year-old, sitting up the back, holding myself hostage as I could feel God pulling me close to Him and me resisting. Then my friend, Fiona, Fiona Mildy, I'll never forget her name, comes and looks me in the eye. And she brings the light of God to my heart with God's words and activates the space and invites me up the front to receive Jesus. Trying to resist, she wouldn't let me. And she picked up the broom and with her words started sweeping through my reservations and the hardness of my heart. No longer could I resist, so I let her lead me to the front. And feeling my heart beat faster, I could feel the overwhelming sense of God. He was so close to me in this moment. So as my last and final push of resistance, I put a question to God. A question, a desire of mine that was out of what God, that was out of what God thought was good, that I thought would be impossible for Him to answer, let alone do. And you know what? Not only did He answer it, He removed that desire. No trace to be found. I had a desire that needed to be swept away because to follow God, I knew that this desire would keep me away. 
And He miraculously, by His grace, by His love, by His power, removed that desire and it was never there again to be active in my life. And that night, Jesus swept through the clutter of my whole heart. Why? Because not only was my heart cluttered, I had enough clutter that could fill a storage unit. You know, the storage units that are under lock and key, those areas that no one sees, that was guarding my hurt, but holding hostage of my heart from anyone coming in. You see, Jesus had sought me time and time again, but now I was found. I let myself answer His invitation. I let myself receive Him. And I was cleansed, no longer separated from His love. I was restored and set free from God. I heard Him speak and I was instantly changed. And all I wanted to do was follow Him and tell everybody about what it is that I'd found. I'd found Jesus, the Saviour, the love of my life. You see, the coin that the lady had lost, what she was trying to find, it couldn't talk. It couldn't call out to say where it had got lost or where it could be found. It had fallen through the cracks. It was under the living of life, items that had been accumulated that had been built up in her house, objects that had been there for years and day-to-day stuff that was happening in the present that was covering it from being found. But just as the lady was sweeping, searching, looking carefully so it doesn't fall through the cracks anymore. This is how God is looking for you and I and everybody outside our window. When you don't feel like you have the words to articulate what has been lost in your life, how you can feel be, feel buried under experiences, under pain, under trouble. Let me tell you, you might not have the words to speak, but your God will hear your cry. He will embrace you and restore you what has been lost and show you what has always been yours. He wants to be the answer to your daily function. He wants to be, to be the answer to the bombardment in your mind. He wants to be your source of truth and your authority that releases His supernatural power to heal, restore and transform your life, never to be separated from His love again. You see, I need a God who feels deeply. I need a God who knows pain, but knows how to set me free. What do you hold on to? Because what you have been through. Church this morning, what do you hold on to because what you have been through? Is it weighing you down today? Has it taken your heart hostage? Is it depleting your strength? God wants to care for you today. Will you let go of what you've been holding for so long so that you can receive with open hands all that He has for you? John 10.10 says this, anyone who goes through me will be cared for, will freely go in and out and find pasture. A thief is only there to steal, kill and destroy, but I came so that they can have real and eternal life, more and a better life than they had ever dreamed of. But just like that coin couldn't talk, I wasn't the only coin who couldn't talk either. Friends, today there are many today who are searching and just because we can't hear them, Jesus can. 
He knows where they are and He is leading the church to them. He's putting them right in front of you this year. How do you know who it is? It'll be the ones that come right unexpectedly into your space and you start taking the opportunity and having a conversation with them. And this is where the church, the people of God, need to turn on the light of truth for others and pick up the brooms and join with people to help them sweep what's in the pathway between them coming to God. There are people today that are in the deep waters of life and they're struggling to see the truth of God. And church today, we are in a season right now where God is calling His church to rise up and to go out into the deep waters that people today find themselves in and pull them into the boats and to the shores of safety. There is a grace, my friends. There is a power that is being released to see sons and daughters restored back to the love of a father. What has been lost shall be found in Him. And Luke 5 says it like this. You know, for God would say to us prophetically today, it is a season, church, to push out into the deep water. Let your heart receive this this morning. Let your spirits be open to this this morning. The church, the season that we're in, it's time to push out into the deep water. This is between Jesus and Simon. It says, when Jesus finished teaching, He said to Simon, a fisherman, push out into the deep water and let your nets out for a catch. And Simon said, Jesus, we've been fishing hard all night and haven't even caught one fish. But if you say so, I'll let out the nets. And it was no sooner said than done that a huge haul of fish straining the nets past capacity. They waved to their partners in the other boats to come and help them. They filled both boats, nearly swamping them with their catch. It's so easy for us to stay on the foreshore of safety. And Jesus is calling us, the church, out into the deep waters. And it's so easy to respond to God and say, we've done it before. I've tried to talk to my son so many times about Jesus, but it just falls on deaf ears. There's so many times I've tried to take opportunities and it just seems that there's so much resistance. But Jesus saying that this is the time, this is the season. Will you come off the shores of what make you feel safe? Come out into the deep because what is impossible with man is possible with God for those who believe. Cast out your nets again. When the opportunity arises, take the opportunity and have that conversation because God is causing us to go out into the deep and pull the deep into the shores of safety. Jesus said to Simon, from now on you'll be fishing for men and women. So what does it mean to push out into deep water? Well, I had this conversation with God and I asked Him. God said to me, Naomi, can fish live live underwater? And I said, yes, Lord, they can live underwater. And God said to me, can people... Can people live underwater? And I said, God, no, they can't. So God said to me, what do you do when people are out there in the deep? And I said, Lord, we pull them out. We bring them into the boats. We put warm blankets around them to cover them and shield them from what they have been through. 
we take them to the safety of the shore. And God said to me, Naomi, do you leave them there? And I said, no, Lord, you take them into the house. You give them fresh clothes for the wet ones. You invite them to the table and you give them a warm meal. You sit with them and rejoice for what has been lost has been found. Isaiah 9.2 says, The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Church, you are the great light of God. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. Jesus is here in our season. It says Luke 5.31, Jesus heard about it and spoke up. Who needs a doctor, the healthy or the sick? I'm here inviting outsiders, not insiders, an invitation to a changed life, changed inside and out. Church, we have the power of the invitation to a changed life. Do you hear me this morning, church? We have the power of the invitation to a changed life. And for the lady with the lost coin, in Luke 15, it says, this lady had 10 silver coins and she lost one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? It says, and when she finds it, which she did, you can be sure she will call her friends and neighbours. Celebrate with me. I found my lost coin. You can count on it. God says, this is the kind of celebration God's angels throw every time one lost soul turns to God. And Jesus said to us, God is like that. Listen to what Jesus is saying. God is like that, the joy of one person who has been lost when they come home. What has been lost has become found. And in Luke 19, 10, it says this, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save which was lost. Father, we just pray this morning. You are calling this church out into the deep waters. And Father, so many times we've taken the opportunities and we've stepped out. But at times what keeps us reserved to the safety of the shore is because it feels like it hasn't gotten anywhere. It's like they just didn't listen to what it is that I was trying to desperately tell them about the love of Jesus. Let me tell you today, friends, nothing can separate you from His love. Not even the safeties of a seashore, not even failed attempts. Nothing can separate the love of a Saviour to what needs to be found in Him. So God would say to us, come out into the deep waters. You have the boat of safety. It's your salvation. Now with the light of God, pull others from the deep that are struggling. Pull them into the boat. And it's not just the boat of the pastor. It's just not the boat of the leader. It's the boats of the church coming together because there are many who are struggling out in the deep in the water. And church, it is our time to rise up and pull them into the safety of the boat. And God, you're going to dress them. Oh God, you're going to provide for them. God, you're going to heal them. You're going to restore them and set them free. What has been lost has been found. And as we invite them from the seashore to the table, that's where transformation keeps happening. And God, you keep revealing yourself that we may see the table full, set free and restored. People who are lost 
found in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, do you feel like you're out in the deep today? Is there someone that you know, a family member, a partner, a wife, a loved one, where you know that they are out in the deep today? God wants to pull you to safety today. He wants to take you to dry and safe land. He wants to invite you into the house of God and come around the table to share and talk all that He has for you, all that He died for you. He wants to tell you what your inheritance is, what it is that He wants to provide for you. Today, what is lost can be found in Him. You know, Romans 10:9 says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. You may feel like you're in those waters. You may feel like you're out in the deep. But God says this morning, if you just say that Jesus is Lord, if you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, God is telling us this morning that you will be saved. No longer separated from the love of God. And if that's you in this place today, if that's you watching online or at a later date, I want to extend the invitation. This is your opportunity right now to come out of the waters that feel so deep and to come into the arms of a loving Saviour who will love you and restore you. And if you're in this place today and you say, Pastor Naomi, this is something that I would like to receive. I want to take this opportunity to see what it is to be found in Jesus Christ, to know what His voice sounds like, to know how He can lead my life and restore me. I want to receive this opportunity. Well, in a moment, we're going to pray together as a church. And I'd like to invite you into this prayer with us as you say it and repeat it after me. Church, let's pray. Dear Jesus. We declare today that Jesus, you are Lord. Father, we believe in our heart that God raised you from the dead. So on the confession of our faith, we are saved in Jesus' Name. Amen. Father, I just pray for every person that has made a decision right now. And Father, this is the decision, Lord, where it doesn't just end here with a prayer. Lord, this is the start of a journey, walking alongside of You and seeing everything it is that You have prepared, prepared for us, Lord. And so we thank You for every single person that has made a decision. We pray protection over their minds, over their hearts and over their lives from this day forward in Jesus' Name we pray. Amen. And if you're in this place today or if you're watching online and you want to know more about what it means to follow Jesus, you can go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps. But for everybody else.